The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at what was said and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. For you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month for her, who is called barren. For nothing will be impossible for God." Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The Gospel of the Lord. It's great to be back. Missed you all last weekend. But sadly, I did not get to go and do the thing I wanted to do last weekend. Because I got sick. So, luckily, Father Dave was still here. Hopefully, you enjoyed him. Not as much as me, but still. One, one person likes me more. Okay, that's nice. Call him up again. But you think about it, and we are at the end of Advent. Tomorrow morning, we'll celebrate the fourth Sunday of Advent, and in seven hours... We'll celebrate the nativity of our Lord. It's the, it's, it is literally the shortest fourth Sunday of Advent that can exist. So if you're not ready, you better get ready. Because the Lord's coming. And on that reflection, I realized on Friday how much I want it to be Christmas. And, and, that's, and the thing is, like, I wanted to be Christmas so much because I've actually lived Advent really hard. And if we've lived Advent hard, we've lived it well, then when Christmas comes, it's going to be so sweet. It's going to be so refreshing and exciting. And, and that's what I'm ready for. I'm ready for that excitement. I'm ready for that joy. But we have to look back at where we've, we've come from to get to this point. We started out uh, with Mark's gospel, and it just reminded us about this watching and preparing for Christ. Watching and preparing. Take time to slow down. And then we, we heard again from the beginning of Mark's gospel, uh, which referenced John the Baptist, and how there would be someone who is sent ahead of Jesus, prepare a place and a way for him to come. 
last Sunday with Gaudete Sunday, we heard again of John the Baptist um, preparing a place for Christ and how he's this bridge prophet from the Old Testament to the New Testament. And now today we get this reading about the Annunciation, which in a matter of 16 days, we've heard three times. We heard it at the Immaculate Conception on December 8th. We heard it on this past Wednesday's uh, reading because this past week is known as like the O Antiphons week. And so we actually had basically all of Luke's beginning part of the gospel. And now we hear it again today. And what do you do when you hear a gospel three times in 16 days? Like what more do you preach about? Well, Mary demonstrates yet again for us, she's the model, of what it means to welcome Jesus into our hearts. She's the first one given this invitation, first one given the opportunity. And while she does have some questions, she ultimately in the end says, okay, let it be done to me. But it brings up maybe questions in our own lives. Lord, why are you allowing this thing to be going on as, as long as it's going on? It could be maybe struggles with family. It could be health complications. It could be job stuff. It could just be the, the world as we see it, you know, all the stuff that goes on in and around the church, the stuff that goes on in and around the world, and say, Lord, why? Natural question. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. And if we were to try to really break it down into an answer, a simple answer, one, we should know that no one simple answer is sufficient but this would, maybe, this would be my take at it. Why? Because God deemed it necessary. Okay, good luck with that answer, right? What do I do with that? Why, why Lord, are you allowing me to go through this medical issue? Because God deemed it necessary? Well, that sounds stupid. But because the Lord wants us to, to grow in an area, he wants us to rely on, in him in a different way than maybe we have in the past. Lord, why am I struggling with my family in this way? Because you deemed it necessary? That's stupid. Why are you allowing this issue at work to happen? That's, that's, that's just dumb. All right, so when we look at it from our human perspective, we think, God, you're all powerful. You're, you're all encompassing. You, you can do it all. Like, just snap your fingers and make it better. But if he did that, we wouldn't really have to rely on him, would we? We would just treat him like a genie, a vending machine, just a person that just grants our wishes as the needs come along. Instead, if God deems it necessary, he invites us, just like Mary, into a season of preparation. I'm not going to get into the biological ins and outs of this because I'm pretty sure you all know it, but children don't just like appear one day after they're conceived, right? There's like this whole process of them growing, like nine months, roughly, give or take. So Mary, she goes through a whole season of preparing for Christ into her heart. There's a moment the invitation's given, and she says yes, but then he grows within her, and their relationship grows together. So yeah, we, we are down to our less than 24 hours of Christ being born in our liturgical year and our understanding of this. We don't have nine months to prepare. We have a, a lifetime to prepare. We have a lifetime to continually come to him and to seek from him and to um, ask help from him, to thank him. 
Mary's life is what we should all be desiring to live. To be given an, an invitation to say, are you ready to receive the Lord? And we might say, how? How can this be? Because I deem it necessary. I deem it necessary that every single person here in this church, not here in this church, here in Wabash, elsewhere outside of Wabash, receive the living Christ. God deemed that necessary. And so we must prepare. It's never too late. You know, it's this, I was even thinking about confessions tonight. Like, it's like the 11th hour of confessions. Like, I need to go to confession. I, I, I want to receive the Lord worthily and well. And you know, people are going, like, the last second, like, if someone knocks on the rectory door tonight asking to go to confession, um, I'll say yes, but I'll have a lot of questions. <laughs> My first will be, why did you wait? You know, and actually it won't be. Um, it'll be, how did you find me? No, it's kidding. I'm kidding. But we want to prepare a place for him. He's coming. It's not like time can stop. And, and tell, I'll tell you again, I am so excited. It's not like I'm ready for Advent to be done, but I'm kind of ready for Advent to be done. Advent was hard, as it should be, because now we can celebrate Christmas and the joy of who he is and what he has waiting for us. I'm going to do it. Okay. I, I read this uh, article earlier today, and I thought I was about just putting it in a bulletin next week, but I'm going to share it with you now. Because I think it speaks of my heart in this current moment. I was, I was telling someone earlier, like, I'm actually even starting to feel a little depressed right now. Uh, and, and that's its own nuance. But this, is, this article says, things to know about our priests. I didn't write it, but I probably could have if you, as you listen to it. So it says this. He loves God and you a lot. So be mindful. He is a painfully limited human being. Be realistic. He probably has a pretty low view of his performance. I actually don't. <laughs> but be kind. He wishes he were a better preacher. I do. So be awake. He really does want God's best for you and your family. Be open-hearted. His work knows no time or locational boundaries. Be patient. He hears much more negative information than positive. Be encouraging. He has chosen a vocation in which few remain. Be praying. He has chosen a highly leadership-intensive call. Be leadable. He needs help. Be available. His God-given vision is bigger than himself and the church. Be faith-filled. He wants to personally meet all the needs, but knows he can't. Sometimes I question that one. But be understanding. He's going to say some dumb things every now and then. Be forgiving. His family's patient with you, so be patient with him. Be conscientious. He is greatly encouraged by your faithfulness. Be there. He is passionate for God's word to be made practical to you. 
be hungry. He longs for church to be your spiritual little oasis. Be loving. He dreams for your and your family's spiritual health. Be receptive. He needs to hear that you prayed for him. I don't need to, but I like to. So be interceding. And last one, probably the best. He's just a regular guy. Be real. So yeah, I think that sums me up fairly well. And I say that just in this final point of Christmas is our opportunity to be home with each other. The church is really full tonight, mainly because there's a lot of visitors. But I hope that they're not just visitors for the momentary state, but that this becomes home. Because all I want for you is to receive the gift of Christ at Christmas, just like Mary did, and just like we're preparing to do so. So my final point, if you're here at Mass tonight, that's awesome. It means you have to pick one more Mass this weekend. Sunday night, 5 or 10, or Monday morning, 9. You're ahead of the crowd. But I know this isn't goodbye because I'll see you very soon, won't I? Because you'll be back. So Merry Christmas, God bless, Happy Advent, and may we prepare ourselves to receive the risen Christ.